Hello and welcome. It is that time of the year again, you know, pumpkin spice lattes, fall colors, the World Series, and the most important part about fall, it's time for back to, back to club volleyball. We're just getting ready for that. High school season's wrapping up. And so it's a really special treat for me to have the co-owner and co-founder of, of Sunshine Volleyball on with me to talk about uh, what, what's coming up in this season and how to best prepare for it. And by the way, she's also coaching the number one high school girls volleyball team in the country. So amazing. So Carrie Klein, it's so good to have you on. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for allowing me to work with you. I knew you're the you're definitely cool. the pro here. So I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited to talk about this. There's so much to learn about with club volleyball. It's almost like you've entered a whole a whole new job and the whole family is involved. And so it's great to talk Yay. about. Well, before we dive into that, I want to congratulate you on your on last weekend. You were at the ESPN Paragon Tournament in Phoenix, Arizona, and you won the whole thing. So, what are we now? Twenty four and oh, 20, I think twenty seven and oh. Holy Toledo, amazing! Um, so, to start, I myself am a coach at Sunshine. I get the opportunity to work with the the wee ones as they start their journey. At, you know, eight, nine, and ten years old. And then I also have a daughter, so I sit on the other side where I'm watching it all happen and supporting her. Um, so, and then, I, and then I'm a, co a business coach. My business is supporting parents and their athletes. And so I hear it from all angles, right? I experience it myself, but then I also hear it from my clients about, you know, what's going on. So I thought we could just dive in, you know, start with the young ones and, and how we can best support them and their parents. And then we'll get into the high school level and beyond. Does that sound good? Okay. So let's perfect. start with the younger kids. So I'm, I'm thinking seven to maybe even up to 12 or 13. You know, what, do you, what advice do you have if your daughter is playing for the first time? You know, I had a mom come up to me at tryouts and said, I have a total parent fail. She, I said, what? She said, well, my daughter's 10 and she's never played volleyball and I'm actually any sports and I'm so embarrassed. Well, what advice do you have for those parents who are just starting out with volleyball? Well, I would, I would really say, you know, 10 is fine and it's, it's the beginning. It's really where you start. We, we have a number of new 14s that just fell into the, with the pandemic. So we have girls starting later and later, but I think my number one thing would be to consistently get them to practice, to arrange them to show up to practice and fed with the water and like actually early. It, it makes a huge difference. We had um, Avery on um, Perry's team. She gets there 15 minutes early and she has a ball and she just starts on the wall. But she's comfortable. The coaches then go give her extra pointers. And you can really see at the end of the day, we have a coach, Lori, who takes role. And she's diligent about the role. And if you're 15 minutes late or whatever, and it just really adds up. It can, you, there's a lot to take advantage of, but you have to be there and you have to be on time. And I feel like the kids, they don't like to be late. LA traffic is LA traffic, better late than never, but getting them there early. Another girl on Perry's team sits there and does her homework and then walks into the gym. Mm -hmm. And I think you put them there, you ease a lot of anxiety when they're there early 
they're there too early is much better than right on time if they miss something. They can just absorb and learn. Yes. And maybe um, even speak to, you know, Kristen and I, we encourage them to buy their own ball, a lightweight ball for the younger kids to do stuff at home, right? There's a lot of stuff they can do not in the gym. Oh, 100%. And, and we did all this stuff in COVID. And we have so many great videos of what we did. But even I can remember making a lot of strides on my approach footwork. If that approach footwork is wrong, you're messed up for the rest of your volleyball career. Just talked to the Notre Dame Academy coach and we were talking about a player we're both coaching. She's like, but her footwork's bad. Like, oh gosh. So now as a 16, we're going to have to spend most of the season. So I, the arm swing against the wall and the serving against the wall, the little kids have to do it. And, and, you know, we took your uh, daughter's 14s team and we basically made them serve against the wall because the form wasn't perfect and you can't build on those things. So really the footwork of the approach has to be correct. But getting their arm up without like multiple swings has to be correct. And you can make so much progress serving on the wall. And the girls come back and the ones that have done that or just bumped on the wall or bumped with their brother on the grass. I mean... I live in the Palisades and I drive around and the girls over the years where you see them out on their front yard with their brother, the mom, the dad, the bu- it the progress is double. I mean, they, they like to say Elia and her boyfriend, who I don't think they're still together, but they both play volleyball. <laughs> they're peppering when he yeah. comes over. It, so it's, it's 18 year olds. The number of touches is just, you, you come back ready to go. I also think throwing a ball with the young girls, like we have a really big problem in, in, I don't know, probably the whole LA County where we don't have a ton of girls playing softball. We, it's not, we do have some, which is great. We don't have enough girls throwing the football, throwing the baseball, throwing the softball. They don't know that throwing motion and they haven't thrown the ball with their dad. I can tell you, I was a stickler. My daughter was so skinny, Hannah, and she couldn't, you know, in fourth grade. And of course, you know, she wanted to observe. And I forced them. I said, Perry, you and Hannah get out outside 20 minutes, throw the football a day. She developed a great serve, but it was, it was all football throwing. I mean, football throwing, softball throwing, you can't do it enough. I think across this whole generation, we're seeing, you know, we used to have so many multi-sport athletes and now you don't, you really are starting at one and you specialize early. So you're right. You're lacking these cross, um, you know, cross training and cross functional skills. And like you said, at this age, we just want them to be better athletes. Right. So I have parents ask me all the time, is it okay if my daughter does gymnastics or if she plays tennis or if she plays soccer? And I assume you will say what I say, which is the more, the better so that they can become better athletes. Right. Absolutely. And it's even the point where I have to tell these coaches, they're like, well, it's just like a layup. I'm like, they haven't driven a basketball. You know, they just need to get outside. I'd like run some sprints. I used to do approaches around the block. I used to jump up on on a low step like 50 times. It's all that moving. And if you can get your kid out there moving push ups, Girls can cannot do push-ups. They can't move their own body weight around planking. It just it's 
it'll change and you'll see progress. And the, and the girls that aren't doing that, they do get left behind, you know, yeah. that for club it, you know, the movement, the jumping, the skipping, the karaoke. I mean, even if you have five minutes, let's throw the b- football 15 times and let's sprint around the block. We have 10 minutes. We just yes. used it instead of sitting down, looking at our phones that 10 minutes before school, let's just go outside and, and um, serve against the wall or I'll toss you 10 balls. Great advice. And for parents, you're saying, you know, what, what can she do if we, we don't have a net volleyball, such a, you're limited by the equipment. No, you're not. You have all these opportunities and make it a game, right? Make it a game with her. Who's going to jump the highest? Who can do, how many reps in a jump rope can you do, right? These kind of little games. Jump rope. Yeah. Jump rope. You can't do enough of we in my house, my dad put something where you, you know, how high can you touch? So that was always a goal. Like, are you touching any higher? All these things in your house, you know, turn you into an athlete. Um, it, we would have um, a, a piece of thing and, and he'd move it up. Can you get it now? Can you get it now? And I do my footwork. Yeah. I would do my arms yeah. perfect and I would get up there and I try to swing and he just kept moving it up until, you know, wonderful. And the whole family gets so what, involved. The one on the flip side, so that was really good skills and things that the parents can help the kids with. What advice would you have to the parents specifically about what their role is in their support of their athlete at this age? Obviously, it's a positive supporting thing and non-judgmental. It's, it's got to be, what'd you learn today? How fun was that? Are you making new friends? And, and that's really it. You know, it's great, you know, have, and you're not commenting on other people on the team in a, in too positive way or too negative a way and, and not at all in a negative way. And you, we have so many parents who want to say, Oh, you're too good for that team. You know, you're just there. It's a growth mindset and you're encouraging a growth mindset. What skills are you developing? How can you get, what skills are you working on? That's the kind of interest in what's your team working on. Oh, will you be guys running a five, one or six, two? That's interesting. It's all interesting and growth and, and positivity. Um, There's something to be learned from every single coach not all coaches are going to be your style, but that's not for the parent to decide. I have no idea who my kids were going to connect with. It's your kids have their own personality and you, they can, they can learn from everybody. So I, I think that's I agree. feed them and bring yeah. them water and get them there. I love that. And like, let's, we'll transition now into maybe talking about the older kids. So like ages 14 plus, but before we move into that, I love your point about coaching. And what's interesting to me, um, I have three kids. And so when you would go to back to school and you'd, your kid would hear, oh, I got Mr. Jones or whatever. And the, kid, and the neighbor would say, oh, he's horrible. You don't want him. And then my kid would go and have Mr. Jones and he'd be like, that was the best teacher I ever had. Right? And so I would highly recommend to parents that don't listen to XYZ parent about a coach, because like Carrie just mentioned, you're going to learn something from everybody. Some of it won't necessarily be positive, but some of it will be. And different styles 
it's, it's how your teachers are going to be. It's how your professors are going to be in college. It's how your boss is going to be. So getting used to being able to accept feedback from different styles is going to make you a more adaptable player and human being, right? And really, I think the thing that we have to realize is a lot of these coaches have a plan and it's a long-term plan. And so nobody understands why I give them five minutes to set up the gym at Marymount. They don't understand that it's craziness. Like why are the girls even, you know, the 15, 14 year olds even setting up the gym? That's like the rest of their life to learn how to work together. So some stuff that they think what is she doing? She's sitting there and timing them while they set up the gym. That's one of the most important things we do. I, sometimes you can't really see. I said, mom, well, she's, she's picking on my daughter. And it's like, no, no, no. I've got a goal of a state championship. She, and these are the little teeny things that are going to amount to this. Or you, you're doing something that parents cannot see your whole plan. So I think you have to know that it's a season long plan. This drill looks like a mess for four months, but you kept with it and it turns into, I always say somewhere in seventh grade, you will see something that looks like volleyball, but it won't happen until April. So all that time, nines, tens, elevens, twelves, and half of thirteens, you it's like the ace game, you know, and you're seeing a little, but in seventh grade, you're like, oh my gosh, it's volleyball. And then we build from there. So it's a long time in the making. It's, it's a big girls sport and they have, they have a long-term plan, you know? Yes. Great advice. So parents don't get so bought into what's happening on the day to day, right? Know that there's a bigger plan for, by the coach and that they're, they've got a strategy. It's not just sporadic right yeah yeah good all right well let's it talk might about not look like much. 14 plus so starting to get more competitive you know it's starting to matter maybe your daughter's in year two three or four of playing or maybe more and now we start putting you know we have ones and twos and threes that start to matter can you talk about what what does it mean if right. my daughter gets put on a twos or a threes team well, I, I think the, some of the most, uh, the saddest times were when a kid for me gets put on a ones team and it's a mistake. And we, we never try to do that, but it's too much of a reach and the kid gets discouraged and stops playing. There's a time for a ones team and a, if they need your position, if it's a fit, if a ones team in our 15s, this year might not look what, like our ones team did last year. So there's no ones teams that are even a, in our club or any club that are, is doing the same skill set necessarily or has the same personnel. So at that point, you really have to be in a position where you're going to like receive serve if you're a passer. So what is the situation? I can go sit on the bench on the varsity team and not receive any serves, or I can go be on JV and they serve every ball at me. Now that's over the course. I just looked up. Elia has passed like 700 balls this season. Okay. That's 700 balls that, that, you know, you could pass on another team or you could yeah. not pass. And 
you're getting better by seeing all the different serves and everything. I, I think playing time is really key. There are some times where I go, okay, well, this is the, maybe the year to push or, you know, be a backup. There, there are times for your kid to be that, but if you have an ability to play, I, mm -hmm. I, you just celebrate it and, and play. I don't care who's around your kid. Well, the setter can't do anything. Well, then learn to pass it even better, you know, or I, I can't hit that set. I, I remember having a bad attitude my senior year. The setter was, I kind of like caught the ball and then I'm like, oh, I can't really hit that. And then I changed my attitude and I started hitting everything. It's just making a good hitter can hit any set. So yeah. I think playing time is, is premier and um, not getting caught up on what team it is. It's just the growth mindset oh, and reps for me. So I heard, <clears throat> heard a story in soccer of a girl that got, was on, like started playing kick and chase at four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At 10, all of her friends try out for this top soccer club and all of them make it except for her. And her dad, who played college football, who totally understood that she wasn't ready for it, said, no problem. We'll keep on playing AYSO. And five years later, she goes back to try out for the, the ones team in soccer. And the coach stood up and he said, it is my absolute honor and privilege. I have never done this before. A girl I cut five years ago is now a bona fide ones player. She absolutely earned this. Do you see that as much now where, I mean, a lot of times they're just not ready yet, right? Like it's keep working, go, go play every rep on the twos. And next year, you know, times can change. Oh. And then you've left the ones sometimes in the dust <laughs> in actuality. You, you know, the, there, there are some people in that, that they didn't get as much pressure. They didn't have as much responsibility. They didn't have to take three quarters of the court. So I, we see that quite a bit. And in switching positions or finding a position that like you need to go, sometimes that that's the key. Most important thing is you're going to be a setter. I, I, we had a girl this year and I was like, you want to set, well, she could go there and hit, but you want to set. So let's get you in a situation where you can set as many balls as possible. You know, um, obviously you do whatever the team, that's what we're about. The greater good of the team. I think, the number one thing everybody needs to remember is we're on team sports and I don't know where that got lost in the volleyball community, especially that this is about the privilege of being on a team and the privilege of working with other people. And that is the most important thing here. And your daughter's personal journey will will come along the way, but it's about the team, how to make, how to be a team member. Right. I mean, yeah. you're, you're teaching that with the little ones even. Right. Right. It's all, it's one plus one is, or in this case, 12 plus if we each show up together and help each other, then we'll be bit better than, you know, the sum of the parts. Right. So um, to your point. And I think also one, one thing I I'd like you to talk on is, you are in the business community and you see the result of these athletes that hopefully are true athletes. Now, if they're, their mom's doing everything for them and the mom walks them in the gym and the mom does the hair 
and the mom remembers the water bottle and the mom signs them up for privates and it's nothing from you're taking that out of the team. But when a girl has really played a team sport and been an independent person on that team from, from 9, 10, 11, 12 years, develop those interpersonal skills, how do they do in the workforce? Absolutely. I mean, they skyrocket, right? The best, my best colleagues at Nike were those who had played team sports because they got that I was just one piece of making this whole thing work together better. Right. And even at the college level, I've interviewed some college coaches. They say they actually will watch the mother daughter, particularly dynamic on the recruiting visit to see how, you know, and she goes, he goes, if I see a codependent situation where the daughter can't make a decision about what she wants for dinner before she asks the mom, he's like, the chances are it's not going to really work because I need a self starter. I need somebody, you know, that's going to, you know, answer their alarm clock, set their own alarm clock on their own, is going to be in the gym early, who's going to hold, hold themselves and their teammates accountable. So how do we help them, you know, parents, how do you help them do that now by exactly what you were just talking about, where allow them to fail once or twice. Oh, you forgot your shoes? Darn. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, shoot. Don't rescue. And as tempting as it is, and we all do it, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm a victim of that too. And you pick your, pick your points. <laughs> but when you can teach, because when they fail, when things don't go the way they plan, when they didn't make the ones team or they made the ones team, but they didn't play. I mean, I think I can share uh, Kylie's story. She made the ones team at 14, which you coached. She loved being coached by you, but she didn't get on the floor. And she would come after the tournament and she didn't deserve to be on the floor. She was, you know, not the best player, but she would come off, you know, in the car ride home in tears. So you got two choices. You can either bet on yourself and ask for feedback or you can find something else. Right. And she said, no, I'm going to get, I'm going to get better. I'm like, awesome. Right. That's the reaction you want. And right. You know, of course, it's gut reaction to say, oh, I can't stand to see her upset, but I'm just as upset as she is because I'm a competitor, but that's not the answer. Yeah, and you've just driven <laughs> to Anaheim at 6 a.m. to watch other people's children yes. play volleyball. And but I, I saw with Kylie, it she swallowed it, she swallowed it, and she kept thinking, okay, well, she's just gonna put me in now. <laughs> because because I'm a great kid, which is the truth. But we're trying to win. You know, I think that's the other thing everyone needs to remember is Coaches do want to win and coaches make tons of mistakes, but if they haven't seen it in practice on a consistent basis, or if consistently in practice, they see unfocus or any of that kind of stuff, it's a little scary to put it on the game. You know, um, someone said, Oh, can I serve? I want to serve. And I go, I would love you to serve. It would save me a sub, but I see serve balls (laughs) under the net at practice. I'm not saying anything at that point in time, but that's a fear, <laughs> you know, <laughs> real. Yeah. Well, this is um, amazing. I think we could go on for another hour, but can we, I would love to end by talking about your current team and the success that you're having. And can you talk about the characteristics maybe about this team, but other teams you've coached many, many successful teams, including the team that won JOs this summer. Um, what are the characteristics that you see that make successful student athletes well i i mean i am i'm working for them this is their 
game plan. This is what they've communicated they want. They want to play at this high level. They want to play. Um, they want to succeed. They want to have, you know, they want to run this offense. And so it's not me running them. They have taken the reins and they run me. And I, I kind of, over the years at Marymount, I've had those teams where one time I tried to say, okay, we're going to take Saturday off. Well, the captain calls me, we will not pick you Saturday off. This is my senior year. I'm finally the setter here at Marymount and I'm not taking Saturday off and neither is anybody else. So get your little practice together and tell the team that we're going. So this is one of those teams. I, I mean, I saw on Saturday night, I usually have to force Elia and Kelly to make this very difficult switch when Elia goes right and Kelly goes left and extremely difficult for Kelly, a setter to like reverse everything in her brain and the rest of the team to play this kind of backwards volleyball that we play. So all year I've been doing it in easy games, you know, switch, 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 you know, do it when it's easy, but in harder games, they, they want to do what they're comfortable. And I looked up the yeah. other day and they made the switch themselves. And I was like, well, that was smart. They Ooh. see her. She's over there. She's over there. They're doing the matchup. So I think with this team, it's self-started. They've come in shape. There's no, like very few people out of shape. There's four people that don't do great push-ups. There's three people that aren't completely strong in the weight room, blowing Mr. Kelly away, like that with their form and their work ethic. So they show up ready to go. And this is their focused season on together as a group. Yeah. When I met with them at the beginning of the season, we talked about all being on the same flight together, right? Forming, storming, norming, performing. And what we want is to land the plane on November 20th when you win the whole shooting match Who's going to be on the flight? Who's who's going to be handing out cupcakes? Who's going to be making sure everybody's in their seat? You know, we all have a role, and you have 22 on your roster right now, right? Which some people would be, <gasps> how do you manage 22 personalities? But when they're all on the same page, because they have a view of what that goal is, right? We're all fighting for playing time, but we're all supporting one another, too. They're incredibly supportive of each other. I mean... Uh, from the best players, you know, you got Carrie Keefe is the most supportive when, you know, the younger kids are like, you know, do something great. Yeah. And then the, it's an incredible support system. And, and, and that really has to take, you look back to the parents. If the parents are trashing the setter or the backup setter, or they're trashing any players on the team that affects the girls. And I think the high school um, the, these girls are really, um, they're supportive and it comes home and, and the parents, and it's just, it's a positive thing. And the, the language as Chase likes to say, the narrative is supportive. But luckily they, a lot of these girls did a lot of work with you in the spring that changed everything. Yeah. And learning how to speak to different people. It's an ongoing thing we can always get better at, but the work we put in to the team support system, you probably have a better term. It, it pays out. Nope. And parents who are listening, you know, when you have those moments, cause we all have them where she didn't get the ball or 
you know, she, she got subbed out too early and, and you have an opinion, right? And you think you want to share with your daughter on the way home. And the answer is sit on your hands, bite your bottom lip and allow her to, again, process what happened to her. Because ironically, I think a lot of times parents, we want to rescue and we want to say, oh, I know the answer and I'm going to jump on the empathy wagon and say, yeah, that sucked. And she didn't play you or they yeah, that sucked when she didn't set the ball that well. Leave it. Let, let her digest it. Six words they need to hear. I love to watch you play. Period. The rest is all just your own inner, you know, what you need to work on and allow her to experience, you know, half the time by this halfway home, can we stop for ice cream or, you know, like they're over it, but you're still stewing about what did or didn't happen for your daughter. And again, we all are, you know, mama bears and papa bears by nature, but we're not helping them when we try to swoop in and fix things that maybe don't even need to be fixed, right? That's how they learn. Yeah. And then we can talk the next time about parents' behavior <laughs> yes. during games. We have got a lot to talk well, about. I think we have to do a session soon then. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, great. Thank you so much for jumping on with me. This has been so much fun. Thank you. But we, we love to talk about this. And, yes. you know, I think your communication skills are such a high level. And the more you teach me, the better coach I become. So we just got to keep going because there's a lot of people who can learn and, and we can always get better. I agree. Thank you so much. And I so love working with you and for you and in support of all, all that you're creating because you're amazing. Thanks so much. This is really great.